Welcome back to Disney Dependent. I'm Sarah Chilcott. And I'm Roy Disney. Gotcha, guys. Did it again. Did it again. It's a little game. Is he going to say James? Is he going to say a different name? I have weird colors on my pants. See that? Right around no. my crotch. It's like crayons or I was something. just not going to respond at all, and then you changed the subject to the colors on your pants, and it worked. I saw a friend recently that I haven't seen in years. You know who. And out of nowhere, he asked, Is this on my pants? Wow. That was pretty cool. That's uh... it's an old friend that you know. Oh, yeah. Okay, that sounds about right. Yep. yep. That's not a question you ask someone else. You should know the answer to he that question. He asked it to a room, a public room. Great. Yeah. Good. That's one way to start a Disney-based well, podcast. Well, here we are, guys. Yeah. Deanna, bleep that or don't. Don't really care at this point. Don't care. <laughs> Have a little bit of a cold. Ashley has a little bit of a cold. She also has mystery bug bites. Let's I've been, talk about that, Ash. I'm infested. <laughs> yeah, Some you are. With something. With invisible bugs. I swear I'm not crazy. I mean, I am crazy, but I'm not imagining I them. don't see any, Ashley. <laughs> what are you talking about? You don't have any bug bites. You don't have scabs and band-aids all over your body. Yeah. Aw. Dude. I'm disgusting. What a nightmare. So we always say things into the mic to test to make sure that we're all on. Mm-hmm. And today was just allergy, itchy related words. Infestation. Antihistamine. Check. And Check. what was yours, Ash? Hydrocortisone. Hydrocortisone. <laughs> Diphenhydramine. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> well, wick, wick, wick. No, we'll start wick, that over. Elmer Fudd over there. <laughs> Welcome back to the best podcast ever. <laughs> uh, it's a terrible day out. It's rainy and soupy and gray. So it's here we are. Awful. Yeah. It's really absolute BS, to be yeah. honest with you. Mm-hmm. Don't get it. It was beautiful all weekend, though. It really at least. was. We I had know. a nice Halloween. We had fun last night, by the way. That was really fun. Yeah. Glad everyone got together. I was working. I was scheduled to work until 8, and I was really pretty pissed off about it. And then this very nice guy offered to work for me for the rest of the, my shift. So I was able to leave early and yeah. meet up with the family. And we went trick-or-treating with our tiny niece, Natalie. So she was a raccoon. Carrying a trash can as her receptacle for her candy <laughs> because she's a trash panda and uh our sister Haley posted a picture today or a, a little video of her saying what are you again and natalie said a ratoon a ratoon <laughs> Dude, she's so and she cute. said why do you why did you want to be a raccoon for halloween and she said because i've never been a ratoon before <laughs> <laughs> well there's a theme there and i pointed that out to Haley. she hadn't picked up on it that she's basically an animal every year. Oh, yeah. She was a skunk or something last skunk, year, wasn't she? She was a skunk. She was a bear. She was a raccoon last night. And then early on, she was a little deer. Do you remember oh, that? Yes. And these are all her ideas, too. Yeah. So that clearly shows you her father's interests. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wildlife and yeah. hunting. And... Well, and she'd been dying to have an owl birthday party, but she calls owls hoo-hoos. <laughs> so she wanted to have a hoo-hoo party, which sounds like it a sounds bachelorette a, party. It sounds a little nasty. Yeah. So she finally had her hoo-hoo party. That is very cute. Yeah. She's she's a different kind of cute, man. She she's just so blows cute, me away. it hurts. Yeah. Yeah. One of her ears is a little big. Yeah. So it just, it's cute in like a specific <laughs> way, and it just 
melts my heart every time I'm around her. She's absolute perfection. Yes. And she's the, got the best. long, like almost to her butt blonde hair. And she's, she's going to be a problem. She's full of oh. sass. She's going to be a problem. She is full of sass. I was telling James last night, Natalie's finally at that age where she's starting to like take interest in me. Yeah. Because right. it's like, okay, there you are. Ah, right. I yeah. see you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ashley has a specific connection with children right around that age. Yep. You and Kate really clicked. Right, yep. right around then. Mm-hmm. Well, and Natalie's all kinds of weird, too. <laughs> yeah. So she's... She's very weird. She's next in line. Yep. Sorry, like Haley. Sorry. <laughs> I hear something off in the distance. What is it? It's just in. It's 49 and raining in not Disneyland. And great. It's 70 degrees and partly cloudy in Disneyland. Okay. Yep. Great. 49 and rainy. So cold. I was using the projector at school to warm my hands today, like a little fireplace. I was just warming my hands by the projector. It was a sad moment. I was talking to one of the guys they manage who lives in LA, and he was talking about how it was so cold. And he said something about it being like 66 degrees or something. Yeah. And I just let it... Let it breathe for a second. That's two degrees cooler than we keep our heater on. Yeah, dude. Like, And he was complaining about all the rain down there. <laughs> it's like, uh, dude, it's going to go away. It won't here. Yeah. Well, that's enough about the weather. Hey, James, stop the tape. Okay. What? Shh, what's up? I have to... I, I need to take a break. Yeah? My tattoos look horrible. They look ashy. Oh, They're really? dry. They, they do look horrible. Oh my Ooh. god, yours is yours do too. Oh Everyone. My gosh. This is like dull tattoo land. Well, what do we do about this? <laughs> I don't know. What do we do about this? Oh, I have an idea. Let's put on some mad rabbit tattoo balm. 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 <laughs> is this a bomb like a gopher bomb? No, it's tattoo cream for your tattoos. And it really helps enhance tattoos. In all seriousness, I use this every day. Yeah. He's not even kidding. No, He's I use it. He's been using it for a yeah. long time. I lube myself up every day with Mad Rabbit Tattoo Balm. In fact, he's often putting it on when I get here to record. <laughs> I am. It smells great. I've been using this stuff for a long time. And the good news is now we are recently an ambassador for Mad Rabbit Tattoo. So we have a, a little gift for you. If you have tattoos or you're thinking about getting tattoos. Or if you know someone that has tattoos. As a gift. There you go, Ash. Way to use your noggin. <laughs> we, we have a code for you at checkout called Tattoo Dependent. T-A-T-T-O-O-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T. There you go. Boom. And use that for 20% off at checkout for any of the stuff in their store. And that is a direct way to support our show. We get a little kickback for every purchase that you guys use that code. So make sure, again, to use code TATTOODEPENDENT at checkout. They have a tattoo balm and an SPF 30 sunscreen and a soothing gel for right after you get your tattoo when it's itchy and horrible and a little bit painful. Yes, if, you've, if you're a tattoo person, you know that can suck. It's the worst part. Other than tattoos hurting, the healing process can be really quite a pain in the butt. And I have to say that the packaging is so cool. It's so cool. It's very stylish. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I'm getting myself some. And they have a lot of um, like packs they put together too, like a starter pack, 
um, the daily defense set, the new tattoo set, and enhanced set. And they also have really cool merch as well. That's an excellent gift idea for your tattooed friends at oh, Christmas. Oh, absolutely. I, genuinely, I would be excited about mm-hmm. that. Be bold, be you, Mad Rabbit. So this episode comes out on November 8th. And on Thursday, November 11th, it is Veterans Day. Yay! Dude, I know. I was going to hum the president song. While saluting. I mean, it's close enough. I thought you were going to go straight into the Star Wars. I thought you were going to do. You're awfully confused, James. Yes, I am. They're all just days. So uh, we're going to talk about Veterans Day and kind of uh, the wartime history that Disney was part of and how they are celebrated. The vets are celebrated in the parks these days. Yes. And if you are a vet listening, let us know. What do you think about Disney's involvement with Veterans Day and specifically at the parks? And also, thank you. And thank you. And thank you. Ah. Yeah, we have some vets in our family. We do. Shout out to them. We do. Namely, my father. Yeah. Who was a veteran of Vietnam. uh, Vietnam. Thanks, Dad. Bad mofo. (laughs) Bad Uh, ass. Our grandpa. Uh huh. Papa. Mm -hmm. Doug Lynn was in the army. Um, Who else? And then. My mom's dad. Yep. He was in the Navy. Mm. Yep. Pretty much Um, all of my male um, relatives. Yep. My brother in law, Lucas. Yep. He's that's right. Served several tours, <laughs> several like intense yeah. stuff. Yeah, and then uh, we have our cousins Mike and Adam. Mm-hmm. Right, they are on the Gallo side. Yep. Yeah, Marines. Marines. Yeah, and then your uh, uncle Don, great uncle Don, who just recently passed away. Rest in peace. Um, but he was like ninety something, ninety three, ninety two. He was in the army, that's I believe. Funny. Was I? Was he? Oh, God, I don't know. Deanna, get that part out. Deanna, we, that I'm not out. sure. We're not entirely sure. Maybe leave it in, because this is actually getting really funny. <laughs> I can tell you that Uncle Don's brother, Lester, for for whom my dad's middle name yeah. has been named. Sure. He died in France. Oh, that's right. And we read those 1945, letters. 1945, and I have all of his letters home from... When he wow. was training and then being Sir, these in crazy. France in 1945, and then the telegram that's, I regret to inform you like, that he's died. His, and oh my his gosh. army thing somewhere, it's right there. Yeah. The, that the little pin. crossing. Yeah. Yeah. On our wow. social club vest. Um, yeah, those letters are like right out of Saving Private Ryan, you know, like a Spielberg movie. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, mom, just letting you know everything's going okay. And then like three days later, he died. Ugh. Yeah. And he was, I think, 19, 20. Like, just... Yeah, he's just a kid. Oh, kids. my gosh. Hayden. Yeah. Yep. So, all that's to say that we have a lot of ties to the veteran community. Yeah, and as do Even though we know families. nothing about... Yeah, we're... we're just complete... It's the Mike Birbiglia thing. It's like... <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, of course I support the troops. Because <laughs> if I wasn't the troops... Or if they weren't... Or if they weren't the troops, then I would have to be the troops. And I would be the worst troops. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. That's us. That's how it is for me for a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know anything about what you do. Thank you for doing it so I don't have to. Thank God that you do it so I don't have to. Yeah. 
Do you want me to talk about bands all day? I can help with that. Who played bass on the Soundgarden record? I can help with that. That's it, though. That's all. <laughs> That's your special talent? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just heard that in, like, the Liam Neeson Dude. Taken thing, where it was like, I have a very special <laughs> set of skills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know really random facts about old rock bands. No more records. <laughs> and I will find you. And I will find you. And I will inform you of these things. Yes. Well, Veterans Day was originally called Armistice Day. Ah, that rolls right off the tongue. Armistice Day. <laughs> Wonder why they changed it. World War One, known at the time as the Great War, officially ended when the Treaty of Versailles was signed on June 28, 1919 in the Palace of Versailles outside the town of Versailles, France. Hmm. Which we've been, by the way. <laughs> we've been. We've been. I haven't. It's, it's lovely. It, it's absurd. Okay. It's it's laughably nice. I'll go. Yeah. Bye. Gotta do it. She's off. She's leaving. She's gone. However, au revoir. <laughs> That's French, guys. Oh. That means goodbye. And goodbye. <laughs> wow. A bird for you. So respectful. Okay. However, fighting ceased seven months earlier when an armistice or temporary cessation of, hus- of hostilities between the Allied nations and Germany went into effect on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. For that reason, November 11, 1918 is generally regarded as the end of, quote, the war to end all wars, although we know that that didn't actually happen. Sure didn't work out that way. (laughs) The original concept for the celebration was for a day observed with parades and public meetings and a brief suspension of business beginning at 11 a.m. Didn't know that. Interesting. Armistice Day was primarily a day set aside to honor veterans of World War I, but in 1954, after World War II, Korea, etc., November 11th became a day to honor all veterans of American wars and was changed to Veterans Day. And what year was that? 1954. Okay. Wow. Yeah, it's, um, it's a bummer. You, you, you always say every, every year how your dad, who is a vet, has never had Veterans Day off not one single day. I mean, now he's retired. But, but he worked a in lifetime. his entire like lifetime career, yeah, he never once had a paid Veterans Day off. It's so insane. And I always have because I've either worked for a nonprofit or for the school system, so right. I've always had right. it. You get the day off. So the joke was like, oh, he gave it to me. <laughs> yeah. fights in Vietnam. I haven't earned this at all, <laughs> and yet I've had Veterans Day off for a long time. Yeah, totally. So Walt Disney Studios entered the winter of 1941 in the midst of a financial crisis and a bunch of labor disputes. So right. just a, some background a on where too. they're at at the moment where the war begins. So pre, obviously pre-Disneyland, and the only thing the Walt Disney Company was known for was being a film studio, obviously, and, and mostly animation. Yes. Mm-hmm. And this was all based still in Burbank. LA. Yeah, in Burbank. 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 <laughs> Glendale. <laughs> Pasadena. <laughs> Podcast brain. <laughs> Podcast brain. On December 7, 1941, after the surprise attack on Pearl Harbor by the Axis affiliated Empire of you Japan. Bastards. <laughs> still not over it. <laughs> James is still raw from that. Yeah. Personally offended. Mm-hmm. Uh, 500 U.S. Army troops began an occupation of Walt Disney Studios in Bur- Burbank, California, Burbank. that would last for the next eight months. The only Hollywood film studio ever under military occupation in history. Oh, wow. wow. 
The soldiers were stationed there to protect a nearby Lockheed aircraft plant from the enemy air raids. They converted parking garages into ammunition depots and were fixing equipment in the large sound stages. That's so crazy. I, I didn't know that. I was unaware of that. <laughs> I was I'm uninformed. Why did nobody tell me? <laughs> I did not That's know that. That's why she's telling us now. Yeah. Soon after the start of the occupation, Walt Disney was approached with requests from the U.S. services to produce propaganda films. This is more of what I'm sure you've yeah. heard about. We've talked about these before, too. Mm-hmm. On December 8, 1941, Walt Disney settled on its first film contract with the Navy, The contract required that Disney produce 20 war-related animated shorts for the United States government for a compensation of $90,000. Wow. For for all four? Yes. Wow. For all 20. Oh, all 20? Yes. Jeez. Walt Disney Studios received $4,500 for each short it produced, which was significantly higher than its standard profit for shorts. Jeez. Um, Other branches of the government, including the Army Air Forces, the Department of Agriculture, and the Treasury Department rapidly caught on to Disney's creative approach to generating educational films, propaganda, and insignias and offered additional agreements. So, considering the impact of the agreements made between the U.S. services and Walt Disney Studios, scholar Gerard Reiti suggests that if it weren't for the U.S. military, the Walt Disney Company might not exist today. The compensation that the studio received from these contracts may have been the reason that Walt Disney Studios recovered from the economic turmoil of 1941. Wow. That's insane. That is wild. There's a lot of that, too, in that time where, like, you know, steel manufacturers, uh, just factory, any, any, like, parts manufacturing companies, all of those were saved. A lot of them were saved from the war, both World War I and World War II. Well, even, like canned foods mm-hmm. came about because of the oh, yeah. war totally and they they stuck around because they're so convenient yep. but they uh yeah i mean it's all, crazy all kinds of places started manufacturing things for the war and then it just sort of evolved into what we have now mm-hmm. uh, i have a few um examples of the types of propaganda that were Generally. The word where you're hiring someone to do something. Commissioned. Yes, that were commissioned. Thank you. Got it. Podcast brain, and I'm sick. <laughs> so the Navy um, had, so first of all, they requested 90,000 feet of film to be ready in three months. Okay. And this was a shock for Disney because he was used to creating 27,000 feet of film in a year. Whoa. So that was just ramp up that production. Like the physical film? Yeah, physical film. Hmm. And the purpose of the Navy commissions uh, was to educate sailors on navigation tactics. The Treasury Department um, made a request to do propaganda to make Americans accept the payment of income taxes. Right. Um, The film was followed by a rushed sequel, The Spirit of 43, in which Donald Duck deals with income taxes and shows their benefit to the American war effort. (laughs) Adorable. (laughs) I'm already just so in. He's probably quacking and he's all mad about it. Stomping around. Just pissed. Not wearing pants. Disney also made a book for children to try to encourage them to purchase war-saving stamps. By Um, the way, can you imagine that now? Oh, people would be people livid. People would be livid if mm-hmm. the Disney Corporation had war propaganda films. Yeah. Oh, no one would be cool with that. 
No. Really, at if all. anyone had war propaganda. Including films, me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, it's, um, it was a different time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that, if it, what does that mean? I don't know. Does that mean that it was a good thing? It's a bad thing? Is it somewhere in the middle? I don't know. Maybe I it's think just, it, was, it seems like it was good for its time. Maybe it's just good for its time. Well, and it wasn't a civil war. No, so that's it wasn't right. taking sides. No, it was all American patriotism. American patriot, which was a different thing then. Yeah, They're which much we different. have not really seen. No, as a country, not in since nine eleven. Yeah, and, and even, even that, then, it was yeah, different. right. It wasn't. It was more like we're all collectively mad. <laughs> yes, which. You could argue, I mean, like, uh, Pearl Harbor, we were mad, post-Pearl Harbor, but it, it was just different. Just totally different. Mm-hmm. And I think the also the country was a lot smaller. Right. Much, much, much smaller. And whole counties and towns lost a huge percentage of their men. They mm-hmm. left young 18, 17 to like 20-year-old boys just disappeared and died well like dissemination of information and like access to information was completely different world at that point totally different the world was smaller both actually fewer people and all of that but also it's just you didn't see i I think in the 40s there wasn't even really news yet they had news readings on the radio Mm -hmm. and then you would have like pre-movie reels the propaganda films that's why they did all that stuff they they'd show it before a movie and you're lucky if you could go to the movies and then newspapers and newspapers that's yeah. right crazy well a few more examples the army air forces um they commissioned so first of all they disney's team had to learn more about how to fly and to understand the problems that the army air forces in, um, encountered before they started making materials for them Hmm. they had a short victory through air power as one of the the propaganda films that disney produced for air warfare i just couldn't imagine it now um the film is an attempt to sell major alexander de severski's theories about the practical uses of long-range strategic bombing so (laughs) very technical (laughs) Wow. wow um and then as requested by the U.S. government, Walt Disney created a number of anti-German and anti-Japanese films for the servicemen and the U.S. public. He wanted to portray these countries and their leaders as manipulative without morals. A few of the films he produced were Reason and Emotion, 1943, Der Führer's Face, 1943. Which we watched, we watched last that. year. Education for Death, The Making of a Nazi, 1943, wow. Commando Duck, 1944, and Donald Gets Drafted, 1942. In Dufira's face, Donald Duck experiences a day in a Nazi country where he has to make do with eating ridiculous Nazi food rations. <laughs> um, uh, and then Donald gets drafted. Uh, so Donald gets conscripted into the U.S. Army. Uh-huh. And the that film, one's good, too. Uh-huh. The film gave the American public a look into the life of a U.S. soldier, showing Donald getting a medical examination and speaking with his army sergeant. Um, according to film historian Tracy Mollett, due to the speed at which the film was made and released for many Americans, it gave the first glimpse into the reality of life in the forces before many of them had heard about it from friends, neighbors, or loved ones. God, that's so crazy. That's wild. And this is what year? This um, is all that's, that same... That was all during like 42 to 43, 44. So we had just entered the war. Yes. 
So it started off with just, you know, the few um, commissions. Yeah. And then it just kind of kept happening. And so they were getting a lot of business through this. And you have to keep in mind, World War One. when was that? It's like 1917 It ended in 18. 18. Well, the ceasefire was in 18. I'm probably getting the, the range wrong, but somewhere around there. And so not that long after. I mean, still... still where people can remember it Mm -hmm. and they don't want another one of those they remember their sons dying their brothers their fathers you know hell someone probably still had trench foot from that shit yeah that's right (laughs) or what did they call ptsd back then shell shock shell shock yeah dude what a wild time residual shell shock trench foot (laughs) trench foot hey is there anything worse than trench warfare no. no. It's so hot right now. Ashley says this all the time. There was like a spurt there of was like a, tr- yeah. like World War One movies and it was so like, like an entire year. Yeah. Like the movie nineteen seventeen. Yeah. And so I don't remember why, but I just said at one point, Man, trench warfare. So, so hot, hot right, right now. now. <laughs> she kept saying it too all year. <laughs> yeah, so. pretty miserable though. Lots of rats, lots of disease, lots of dying and pointless just Hey, I'll bomb you, then you bomb me back. And... You're in a trench. You can't go. You're in a anywhere. trench. You're just you dug a hole, yeah. and now you're in it. In a frozen ground. Ugh. You're probably gonna die in it. Have you ever seen the movie War Horse? Yes. Dude, dude, it's a Spielberg movie. It's not the best Spielberg movie ever made, but it's it's um it's better than it should be, kind of thing. I don't remember it. I remember not really liking it. Yeah, it's but... a little um, I don't know. It's a popcorn movie, but it yeah. anyway. It's it is focused on uh, trench warfare in World War One, but like how we utilized horses, which yeah. is a strange story. But over it's something like two million horses died. Yeah, this is why I don't watch this. No, dude, it's brutal. They they show real footage of like a of of a battlefield I think in France, and it is horrific. It's like. 10 to 20 feet of mud on top of dead bodies stacked with horses, more dead bodies, just as far as you can see. Nightmare. It really happened. Absolute nightmare. Dude. Not that's that what that's what war used to be. That a horse dies than a person. No, no, no. no. Of but course not. The horse, well, I guess it's true that a lot of the people then didn't choose to be in the war either. But the horses really had no really say. Really had no say. They had, they couldn't like be a deserter. Right. They couldn't even make the choice. Like I'll go to prison instead. No. They couldn't nay it. <laughs> that was good, man. Clap Bringing for that. it back. Well, on that note, um, how are veterans honored this day and age in the Disney world? Not ah, Disney World, but you know, you did? the Disney greeter. In the Disneyland. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, so there's the daily flag ceremony. Yes, there is. Which we have seen. Yes, which is oh so adorable. I'm not sure I've actually ever watched it. Well, we did the the last big family trip we I didn't. did. You weren't around. Nope. For that moment. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, Sarah's out. Sorry. She's, she's grabbing coffee. Well, I stuck around for that one. It was me, dad, mom. I think, you know, Emily and a couple of you, you mm-hmm. were there. But it is so cute. And I highly recommend you do it one time. Because yeah. I'm not anti it. Oh, no. I, you I just weren't there. haven't done it. You just weren't there. It, to be fair, it's the only one I've ever done. Okay. To, to be fair. Somehow I've, it's the only time we've seen it. I've seen them in the background. But this one, 
And and I will say I want to now catch every time I'm there. I want to see it because mm-hmm. it was really special. It was so. I don't mean to be condescending. It was really cute. Yeah. It was like all the old timer grandpa guys, you know, with their hats and all the pins yeah. and like the the ship they served on, mm-hmm. and they're all local guys, and they get in for free. They're part of this flag ceremony community. Yeah. And anyway, they they all like hang out and like shake hands and BS for the like 45 minutes before this thing starts and they're all involved and then they ask everyone that um that are um guests at Disneyland to stand up you know like Air Force and everyone stands up everyone claps Navy and they go through all the branches yeah meanwhile the the Disneyland um oh, the yeah. band that's the other thing or right? the Dapper Dan's will all, like do all the them. different theme songs yep. for right. all of those yeah. sections and they get like all the cast members are lined up you know all the management's lined up uh like you said the marching band is there the barbershop group and everyone sings the national anthem it's it's really quite lovely mm-hmm. it's it's very cool and they do it every day that's so it's intense yeah yeah it's Just also so- the only american flag there the, the only right. um, official american flag that they have to raise and lower and go right. through the flag code stuff right yeah like they've got them on the like the ship yeah, they're they're but all over not, the park. It's but like bunting. It's like one yeah. star off. Yeah. Or yeah, just bunting exactly. Uh, just a little bit more background on that. So once upon a time, the Great Walt Disney stood just feet from Old Glory in the center of Disneyland's town square and proclaimed, "Disneyland, Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, <laughs> the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America." So the. The flag retreat ceremony is a daily occurrence when cast members and Disneyland guests alike pause to honor America and her heroes. Some of the sources that I read said that it's at sunset, but mm-hmm. others said it, at, it was at 5 p.m., like a scheduled thing. And when we saw it, it was definitely daytime. It was definitely daytime. So Evening, for sure, but like the sun was out, for sure. Yeah, just ask a cast member when you're there yep. when it'll be, and they'll tell you. Um, The flag retreat ceremony is a patriotic event that features the retiring of the colors for the night. During this service, either the Disneyland band or the Dapper Dans will offer their musical talents for the national anthem and the hymns of each military branch. That's right. When the Dapper Dans are the only musical group available, the ceremony is usually shortened by half. Didn't know that. Active and retired members of the armed forces are encouraged to participate in the ceremony and will be called up by branch. Cast members will also choose an honorary veteran of the day who will be included in the service, presented with old glory, and given an official certificate and commemorative pin. So great. And that's daily? Daily. I believe so. Yeah. It, I, I was second guessing myself when I said it was daily, but I think it is. There was a temporary period COVID. after, yeah, like with um, April 30th is when Disneyland opened again, but just recently they reinstated the flag ceremony so there was that lapse there but other than that daily and from what i understand from like you know the vloggers and stuff they were doing the flag ceremony still but they were doing it unannounced right so like it wasn't on the app to prevent exactly huddling crowding exactly they would just all of a sudden it would be happening kind of thing and if you just happen to catch it cool otherwise we're just not going to announce it well that's funny because that's exactly why i haven't seen it right is when i when I walk past and people are crowding around anything. They're like, I'm out here. I am like, yeah, that's a bunch of people that aren't in line somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go get in that line. I'm going to get in a line to go <laughs> yeah, fast. Exactly. Yep. Again, just another example of there's something there for everyone. 
you yep. know i mean there, there are whole communities that uh, they just get there in the afternoon they grab a cup of coffee at the market house they walk over hang out with their buds they do the flag thing and they go home and they do that every day or at least a couple times a week mm-hmm. there's a whole community and you'll like you know mark brookie's talked about he's met some of these old timers and they're all the same guys so yeah, cool that's awesome i know it, it really does feel like a local park when yeah, local f- community when you find out that disneyland does these kind of things it's my favorite stuff about the park i will say yeah yeah so disney also obviously does a lot of uh, philanthropic support for veterans and military organizations they have the disney volunteers program yeah <laughs> um And their employees have engaged in several service projects with veterans, organizations, and communities around the country. There's also the Disney's uh, Heroes Work Here program. So in March of 2012, the Walt Disney Company announced Heroes Work Here, a company-wide initiative to train, hire, and support returning veterans. So they they had a targeted amount of, like, we want to employ at least this many new veterans over the next few years. Yeah. I don't remember what that number was. I feel like it was like, it was in the thousands wow. over a three-year period. And it's still active today. And it's not just a hiring initiative. They also have career services offered through the Heroes to Work program, um, including networking 101, resume writing, interview preparation, and transition tips. And it's all available that is, online. That is so great. And I mean, the, especially the past 20 years we've been at war. I mean, this is... That's a lot of people. Iraq and Afghanistan. Oh, decades of people. I know. And, you know, there there's a, uh, a pretty bad stigma on hiring veterans. You know, there's... We like to think we're progressive societies. Like, oh, no. We support veterans. But when push comes to shove, it's not really the truth. Nope. Sorry. When push comes, push to, comes fudge, to fudge. <laughs> that was for you, Ash. Um, yeah, it's just it's just not the truth, and the numbers show that that a lot of companies are are hesitant to hire veterans. There's a, a stigma that they might be unbalanced or they're a little crazy, and and the more combat someone served, the higher. Hey, I was in the special forces. I was a Green Beret for ten years. They're like, I don't want you anywhere near here. <laughs> and the truth is quite the opposite. That they're probably the most capable, disciplined you know, normal person you can hire. And there's so many benefits from hiring veterans that you're not going to get from just some average ding dong 20 year old kid who's never had any resistance or, you know what I mean? Right. So that, that is really, that's really cool. It's really, really cool. And then obviously they have um, deep discounts on tickets, hotels, cruises, and uh, just a bunch of other perks as part of their armed forces salute program for guests. Yes. Cool. Awesome. Like 30-something, 40% off of, um, like, hotels and resorts, and then, um, like, almost 50% off of ticket packages and stuff. So, really significant. Have you ever been asked, are you a veteran at Disneyland? No. I have once, and I I don't remember where I was, but someone asked for that kind of reason. You know, they asked, like, are you an annual pass holder? Yeah. They asked if I was a veteran. I don't remember where it was. I've been asked that before, but I don't think it was at Disneyland. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, every once in a while, I don't remember where it was, though, but I think it was for something similar, like a discount or something. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. So that's the research I have. My sources are the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs, Wikipedia, 
and Military Disney Tips as a website. If you are a veteran, I would su- I would suggest going there and seeing if you're getting all the perks you can get. Nice. Seriously, I didn't know there was any kind of discounts for anyone. Because that's just kind of how Disney rolls. Yeah. They're like, oh, you pay me. and under, you can pay a couple bucks less. Everyone else, <laughs> yeah. we don't care what your situation is. <laughs> Give me the money. Uh, to, and we go, sure. To backtrack a bit, it was from 1914 to 1918, Europe endured the horrors of the Great War, later known as World War One, And America was only, we entered in 1917. So it was only a year that we were part of it. But mm-hmm. it was a horrific year. Yep. Um, yeah, so about World War One specifically, we touched base on this last year for a little bit. Um, it's worth mentioning, though, that within the Disney family, there's a lot of veterans, um, specifically Roy Disney. He went to war, and Walt Disney, who was too young at the time, he grew up in a town in, in a community where everyone went to war. <laughs> if you're a boy of age, and even prior to being official age, you tried to get in. And yeah, he was 17 in 1918. Yeah, right. When and, he, and he felt snuck like, his way in. Yeah, I mean, he felt like such sh- such shame that he couldn't go. And so him and his best bud lied. Um, that didn't go their way. Mm-hmm. And then they lied again to go overseas, which did work this time, to volunteer for the Red, the Red Cross for um, the ambulance corps. Mm -hmm. And so he saw horrific stuff like, you know, dead bodies and really bad stuff. And he was a a kid. There's, there's a ton of pictures of little Walt Disney in France and Germany. Gangly. Gangly (laughs) little kid, big old ears doing his thing. That's where the Mickey Mouse thing came from, isn't it? That's probably what it is. Well, there's actually a lot of like doodles and stuff of him in, in that era coming up all these little characters that we all know now. So funny. So there you go. Yeah. Cool. Good research, Ash. Thanks. Really good research. Well done. That was a fun one to research. And thank you again to everyone who is a veteran or family member or friend of a veteran. Anyone who supported veterans or, you know. Absolutely. Is currently serving. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's an easy one. You know, you don't have to, everyone doesn't have to agree politically. You can have varying ranges of patriotism how what that means to you but i think that's a no-brainer you know i think that's an easy just say thank you <laughs> thank you move on mm-hmm. you know i think that's pretty uh easy to do okie dokie let's move on to the weekly recommended stuff where we pick things content of the week things. okay um i'll go first i have something that's a little different than the norm mm-hmm this is actually a non-recommendation. This okay. is something I don't recommend. You recommend not... I recommend not doing this. Okay. So, as y'all know, I'm a famous TikToker now. <laughs> I know. You're going to have to get used to it. I started a Disney-dependent account. It's been about a week and a half. We're rolling. We're rolling hard. He's gone viral. By the way, one of those videos, Sarah, now has like 84,000 views. Dang. Just one of them. There's a few other that are doing okay, but that's that, awesome. that one specifically. Um, yeah, so I've been I've been like just deep diving in the Disney TikTok world, mm-hmm. and there, it's a wild world. Mm-hmm. It's so fun. It's so informative, and people do like deep dive stuff, like Ashley just did. It's great. It's way better than the Instagram Facebook thing. Um, here's what I so I recommend that, but here's what I don't recommend: 
TikTok lives. Dude. <laughs> I mean, look, it's the internet. So you're going to find like fun stuff. People walking through the park and mm-hmm. I- I'm going to do that when we go to the park. That's all good. Love it. TikTok live is very strange because they there's a just generally there's the algorithm of for you and then who you're following. Okay. And that's on the feed and live. And the live is even more like we're just we just give you whoever's live right now. So it's not even who you're following. And it's not even with like the niche. They don't just give you Disney Mm -hmm. creators. Right. So it's people from all around the world. Whoever crazy person is live on the Internet right now. And it's bonkers. (laughs) So here's a few things I wrote down that you'll see. People pretending to eat worms and maggots. That's a whole thing. That's a thing? It's a whole thing. You'll see multiple videos of that. Why? Someone sitting with like a bowl with wiggly worms or wiggly maggots and a spoon. And then it's just like floods of comments and they're like, do it. Eat it, do it. And the whole time they're like liking it and people are sending them like, you can send people gifts on TikTok, like like money, basically. What? There's like TikTok coins or something. I don't know. 38. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm looking at. I don't know any of this stuff. I'm like, whoa, what's happening? And it's just chaos. And then like, you never actually see them eat it. So that's like the thing. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, is he going to do it? And then like, the guy from Cambodia or wherever this place is, he'll like cover his mouth and then like pretend to eat it. And then like ugh, pretend that he's revolted. It's clearly he's not eating it. Right. And there's, I'm telling you like dozens of videos just like that. What the hell? So it's, that's one thing. Then there's like a whole thing of Russian, like Eastern European people who are just stacking things. <laughs> oh, they're just, oh, they're just stacking stuff. They're just stacking like like washers and nuts and like just stacking as high as they go and then whoop whoopsie daisy it falls over. So Russian Jenga. Yep. Okay. And then there's this is and this is the most common TikTok live is guy in room with ping pong. You've seen this, Ash. I've shown you where like it'll have like it's like a trick shot. Okay. You know, like he'll yes. boink 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 like a bunch of steel plates. Uh-huh. He boings the, the ball to here and then it bounces there. Dunk, 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 dunk. And then does it go in the little hole or not? And he'll just be doing that for hours. And that's live. And the whole time, he's going like, Thanks, Sarah Liz555 for the gift. Thanks, James123 for the gift. What, what, what? What? And it's like thousands of people engaging and liking and commenting and arguing and blah and blah. And the whole time, he's just going, Dunk, 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 dunk. Oh, didn't get that one. And we'll try again. Dude, it's weird, man. Think about explaining <gasps> TikTok and TikTok Live and to World YouTubers to World War One vets. That's right. That's right. Yep. <laughs> Greatest generation. <laughs> like, oh, that's cool that you fought for us and you lost a leg. Have you seen TikTok Live? We got a lot dumber. <laughs> I, I I generally threw some ping pong balls all day. So there's welcome. the lady that like live bingos oh that's the other thing that's not just a lady that's many ladies specifically <laughs> ladies live bingo yeah live bingo yeah. sarah 
Oh, don't you know? It's, it's a not, live bingo. You're not participating with them. You're just watching her play bingo you're live. You're watching them at a bingo hall. Yeah. Play bingo. I feel like I should be cashing in on this. Dude. I know. It's like, what's my angle? Oh, yeah. I, I'm going to have like what hundreds I, of thousands what of What do you guys want to watch me do? Hmm? What do you want? Eh? <laughs> Brush my teeth? Okay. Let's um, for just like for four a straight fun hours? experiment. Let's see what's live right now. Okay. Yes, please. Okay. Oh, this is actually cool. I sing your comments. Fire away. I do this every day, is what he says. So he's singing people's comments. At least he's putting effort yeah, in. I su- like, I'll support that. So let's see if I'll do something. I love Disneyland. No, of course he's done. Did okay. you see your comment come up? I did, but I didn't hear him sing it. Okay, let's go to the next one. He skipped you. Yeah, he skipped me. Another live. Okay, so that man looks like a thumb. <laughs> he should look... He looks like a thumb that's been jammed and has swollen to its maximum size. What I don't know what he's going doing. on with that? Oh! I'm so glad you guys got to see this. I, How I fun like... was that, Sarah? Go ahead and describe that nope, one. Nope, I'm not gonna do that. PC. I can't. I can't. There's no. There's no nice way to describe what we're looking at right now. There's a guy live DJing, and he has no chin. Like actually no chin. Actually no chin. There's a lot of that too. I I left that part out. There's a lot of like people in wherever with. Like teeth growing out of their cheek and like crazy deformities and stuff. Oh, look at that guy. Seems pretty healthy. Okay. Oh, I mean, James. What? <laughs> so, so yeah, there's a guy wearing headphones and gloves, and he's just doing weird things with his fingers on his gloves. Yep. And people love it. Okay. There are 976 viewers on that one. And then there's normal people working out. That's normal. Oh, look at that cool guy with face tattoos. I mean, it's just all day. <laughs> cool guy playing sax. Dude. That guy's kind of cool. So, I mean, Sax player. You can, you know, it's all day. Okay. TikTok so, live. So then your media rec is don't do don't what do, you just spent so much time Don't observe at. TikTok live. Okay. Or 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 uh, do. Or do. I don't know. Or do. Or don't. And uh, or do. one note, the later it gets, the weirder it gets. Of course. That's just Keep a general mind, rule. This is 418 Pacific Standard Time. Yeah. All, all parts of I mean, the planet, so it's, it's all time zones. It's 2 a.m. somewhere. Dude. And when it's 2 a.m. here. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! So there you go. Okay. Have fun with TikTok Live, everyone. Did you have a media wreck? I do not. I have an animal. Okay. So I also don't have a specific media recommendation, but I want to shout someone out. Mm. And 
with that, I, like that. I want to recommend re-watching all of the Harry Potter movies because I am planning to do that very soon. Always a good idea. Because I haven't seen them in a while. Mm-hmm. And they're always good. And you always. after seeing them a couple times, you don't have to watch them so close. Like, I just like having the first right. one on. Right. It's and they're, they're little good. kids. It's, so, it's good. so good. The music's great. All yep. of it. But the reason yep. I'm talking about Harry Potter is last night at our Halloween party at Haley's house, our niece Molly showed up with her friend, her her new friend. She's newish to mm-hmm. her. And we haven't met her yet. Her name's Mercedes. And she was dressed as Hermione, mm-hmm. and she made a perfect Hermione. She was great. She came up to me, and we were talking about something else. And she goes, "Wait, are you Sarah?" And I was like, "Yeah." yeah. And she's like, "From Disney Dependent?" Uh, <laughs> yes, that's right. She's a fan. She's that's she's so only cute. a couple episodes in because she just learned about us. But it was so weird. It was like the first time and. Probably the last time <laughs> someone I'm recognized yeah, as yeah, yeah. a quote unquote cool. celebrity. Well, they have a plan to go to Disneyland, I hear. Yes, and we their... would love to have Molly and Mercedes come on the show at some point post Disneyland. Disneyland. That, that's the rule. And yes, and sort of uh, rehash her first time to Disney. And okay, yeah. So that's it. it. I just wanted to say hi, Mercedes. It was really nice meeting you. You were so sweet, Absolutely. and you made me feel like a star. <laughs> yeah, she was. She was delightful. Very good. Good times. Yeah. Good times person. A <laughs> good times person. I like good times people, man. I thought you were gonna say good times persons. I like good times persons. Well, my animal hero of the week is a good times person, Ooh. or rather, a good times penguin. Mm. Ooh. This is one that I had saved up from a while back, so. I'm going to read you a thing from theoregonzoo.org. Cool. This is back in September. It's a sad beginning, but it's a cute story. Okay. So the zoo mourns the loss of Mochica, one of the world's oldest penguins. Aww. The Oregon Zoo bid a sad farewell over the weekend to Mochica, elder statesman of the Humboldt Penguin Colony, and a distinguished seabird ambassador for more than three decades. <laughs> oh. At 31 years old, he was one of the oldest and best-loved penguins on the planet. Mochica was the oldest male of his species in any North American zoo or aquarium, maybe the whole world, said Travis Coons, who oversees the zoo's bird populations. His remarkable longevity says a lot about both his zest for life and the quality of care he received over the years. Aww. Mochica hatched July 6, 1990 at the Oregon Zoo and was hand-reared a standard practice at the time. But Mo, as he was known for short, grew up different from the other chicks. More than any penguin in the zoo's large Humboldt colony, he enjoyed spending time with people, often choosing keeper's quarters over the company of his fellow birds in the (laughs) penguinarium. Penguinarium! (laughs) Oh my god. It was pretty common to walk into the uh, keeper kitchen area and find Mo, quote, helping with the food (laughs) prep or just hanging out with care staff there. (laughs) Mo was equally fond of visitors to the penguin area who would meet him on behind-the-scenes tours. Eventually, Kuhn said, he became the zoo's greatest ambassador, personally greeting thousands, perhaps tens of thousands, of visitors and helping to raise awareness about a species in decline. It was a role he seemed to relish. As one former keeper put it, Mochika rarely met an arm he didn't love to groom. <laughs> oh, Mochika! Uh, Wild Humboldt penguins seldom live past 20, and Mochica, who turned 31 in July, had been slowing down for several years. 
Um, so, yeah. Aww, that is so sweet. And here's a picture of Mochica. Oh, hi, buddy. Uh, oh, what a proud guy. I love him. That's I love great. him, too. And that was from the Oregon Zoo. Yep. Nice. Dude, I just recently saw a video of a of a penguin running, swimming away from an orca that was trying to get it. <laughs> and it jumped right up on on people's little boat. Mm-hmm. And the people just like brought the penguin in and protected him. And they just rode <laughs> off in safety. <laughs> You're just sitting there like, thanks, man. <laughs> so cute. Penguins rule. That's all there is to it. Yeah. How, they're so cute. Why... Why are some animals designed to be cute? Do you ever wonder that? Like, I think often it's the jerkiest animals that are really cute. But like, why, Jeanette? I mean, that's objectively so that, cute. I don't know. So that we don't hate them. Is that what it is? It's why babies are cute. But it's jerks. so who doesn't hate them? I don't know. I'm you know what I mean? Like, was, that's a good argument for human babies. Mm-hmm. Like, they're cute and they're squishy and it makes you want to take care of them. But why a pain? Why a little? little fox or like a baby little raccoon they're but, objectively cute or but cats. why are they cute to you yeah and like i don't I, know no i know what isn't cute a I can't hairless be... dog love them see i think they're cute i kick them down the field i mean ashley and i argue about it all the time she's like you would love a hairless cat I'm like no i wouldn't i'd burn it let's be clear he would, would. he would they're love so it so gross but, I mean, yeah, I, think I see your point. Think of how smooth it is, James. Oh, <laughs> You could <laughs> just sit helping. there with your flesh cat. <laughs> Rub your flesh on your cat's flesh. Just suffocate. <laughs> well, that's accident. a great way to end the episode. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks for listening to another episode of Disney Dependent. See you see real soon. soon. Woo, flesh cats. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Disney Dependent. And you can send us an email at DisneyDependent at gmail.com. This podcast is produced by Producer Ash. The logo is by Ryan Hatch, and you can find him at WRHatch on Instagram. The music is by Ryan Knowles, and you can find him at Ryan Allen Knowles on Instagram. This show is mixed and edited by Deanna Chapman. You can find Deanna at Deanna underscore Chapman. And this has been a Team Dynamite Goat production. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the show, and we'll be back here next week.